Welcome everyone to a new episode of The Tap. I'm your host, author Andrew Hess, and today we are going to be covering AEW Dynamite. This was a very action-filled show, and I really enjoyed it. Last week we had way too much when it came to promos and just random things just kind of being shoved in there. This felt very much more organized, and I really, really enjoyed the show as a whole and several of these, uh, these areas um, in specific. So we're going to kick it off right from the beginning of the show. Uh, at the very beginning, we had Best Friends cut a quick promo, or they showed a quick uh promo of the best friends right before Orange Cassidy's one-on-one title match with Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow was defending the TNT championship. I, I really kind of thought at first with this whole uh, Wardlow versus Orange Cassidy, I'm like, this isn't, this is going to be a massacre. Like he's going to kill Orange Cassidy. And I was really surprised with how, entertaining it was and how well orange Cassidy actually fared against wardlow i mean he kept he kept getting out of the powerbomb symphony i want to say about like four different times he countered out of it um so i was really impressed just from that alone you actually started though where uh orange cassidy goes for the greco uh greco roman knuckle lock as they call it. Um, and instead he sits there and he ref- he withdraws from it and then puts his hands in his pockets. And Wardlow just walks over to him, takes the hands out of Orange Cassidy's pockets, which turned the pockets inside out. And Wardlow just ripped the pockets right out of the pants. I thought that was hilarious just because it's just like, well, go ahead and try to put your hands in your, in your pockets. Now you got, you got no pockets. So then Wardlow starts to take down the straps and flex and orange Cassidy walks up to him and calmly, cautiously just puts the straps back up on Wardlow's shoulders, step back and then mocks Wardlow with like the flexing with the tongue out. I thought that was hysterical. Then you had just randomly the best friends pulling antics where they were trying to get the referee distracted. Orange Cassidy had the referee distracted. Uh, I think it was, um, I think it was Trent who went to try to take off the turnbuckle pad, even though he wasn't trying to take off the turnbuckle pad. A referee goes and stops him. On the other side of the ring, Chuck Taylor grabs a chainsaw out from underneath the ring and tries to put that in the ring. And the referee sees that, takes it away, and throws both of the best friends out of the match. I, I It was done purely as, as entertainment and, and comedic value, but I think in terms of what they were trying to accomplish, at least in wrestling terms, was a distraction for Wardlow. <clears throat> which then actually finally did prove uh, pay off a little bit, a little bit later on in the match when Wardlow's kind of walking around the ring, chasing after Orange Cassidy, and he pulls Danhausen out from underneath the ring. And he's holding Danhausen 
looks like Dan Housen's going to curse him, but then Dan Housen just won't do it. And Orange Cassidy just comes over and hits an orange crush on Wardlow to get to gain the advantage. Um, I really, I found this match just really entertaining. I was, I, it wasn't, it's not your best like wrestling match, but in terms of the, the comedic value and the entertainment value of it, I was, I was all in on this one. Um, they showed a video of Pac defending the All Atlantic Championship against Shoto Umino over in Japan. Uh, he successfully defended it. He retained the title. Then they come out to do a Chris Jericho promo, uh, basically telling uh, Eddie Kingston that next week they will have that false count anywhere barbed wire match. Um, but it's not going to be Chris Jericho, the entertainer, Chris Jericho, the wizard. Basically, he's bringing back the pain maker, Chris Jericho, for this match. Uh, and then we cut from break and we have an interview with Eddie Kingston, who just lays it out there that he is going to hurt Chris Jericho. He is going to make him pay for everything that he's done to Eddie Kingston's friends with every drop of blood in Jericho's body. Uh, and then later on, you actually had the JAS uh, just have a quick promo also, uh, because apparently they're going to be suspended above the ring in a shark cage. So that should be interesting. And you know, at some point, somehow, some way, someone's getting out of that cage to get involved. John Moxley had a championship eliminator match against uh, uh, Takashita. Um, Takashita, whatever you want to say it as. Um, he, he just bloodied that poor guy. Moxley just bloodied the hell out of him and just really... It, it's a typical Moxley match. I mean, hard-hitting. You actually had uh, Takeshita hit a chop on uh, on Moxley that actually made him kind of get stunned for a second, uh, which was actually kind of nice to see. Uh, but Moxley gets the win. There was no doubt in anyone's mind there. Christian comes out to cut a promo on the Varsity Blondes, putting down uh, Brian Pillman Jr., talking about Brian Pillman, his dad, talking about Griff Garrison, and then he finally turns around and tells Luchasaurus, doesn't he look like uh, Jungle Boy? And then sent a Luchasaurus off to destroy Griff Garrison, which he does. And then after the match, he not only lays out Brian Pillman Jr. on the table, but then takes Griff Garrison and choke slams him through Brian Pillman Jr. through the table. Uh, we had an Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Adam Page promo. And apparently we're going to be getting uh, Silver and Reynolds versus House of Black, uh, Brody King, and uh, and Malachi Black on Rampage. Claudio Castagnoli gets the win over Jake Hager, even though the JAS tried to get involved, Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, this was... 
honestly, this was one of my favorite matches of the night. And it's it's so hard because I want to say it was my favorite match, but the, the tag team title main event really just kind of stole it for me. Um, but it was really interesting to see Claudio, who used to wrestle as Cesaro, take on Jake Hager, who used to be Jack Swagger. And the two of them used to be tag team partners. And you just keep hearing the crowd shouting, we the people. It, it was just... It takes you back like about a decade, I swear. Um, then they showed a video of Thunder Rosa over in Japan. She was also in a championship eliminator match. I couldn't really get the name. I, I pretty sure they said uh, Tamashka, Tamasha, or Masha. I don't know. Um, as a Japanese uh, superstar over in Japan who actually got a roll-up victory on Thunder Rosa. She, so she will be earning herself a title shot on AEW uh, very soon. Uh, afterwards, you had the Thunderstorm promo, which brought out Britt uh, Brit Baker and company. And she makes a comment about the way to stop a thunderstorm is with a sandbag throwing back the insult of uh, the accusations that Thunder Rosa sandbagged um, Marina Shafir in their title match um, several weeks ago. And we have Serena Deeb get a win over Anna Jay. Uh, a nice back and forth match. They definitely... Anna Jay, you could see, really has improved over uh, over the course of time. Uh, Serena Deeb is just always on her on her game. She's just such an incredible technical athlete. Um, counters the uh, the Queen Slayer into an armbar and then into the Serenity Lock to get the win. She holds on to the hold after the bell's ringing, which brought out Mercedes Martinez to try to make the save. Um, she just throws. Serena Deeb out of the ring. She doesn't even really hit her. Um, and then later on, you have Anna Jay recuperating in the back, who basically is told by Ty Conti, you need to make better uh, career choices. Uh, basically saying, like, you should join the JAS or you're just going to keep on being a loser. Uh, Jade Cargill had a promo with the baddies. And we find out that on uh, on Rampage that Athena and Chris Statlander will be in tag team action, um, which means Jade and the baddies will be watching that that match very closely. I, I before I get into this main event match, I want to just say I kind of feel like they're moving more and more towards a women's tag team division. The way that they're going, I feel like that that's what they're trying to do. Um. And we'll see. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's the way it feels to me. Finally, you have your main event match. And the Young Bucks defending the AEW Tag Team Championships against Team Taz, which is Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. And against Swerve in our glory, Swerve Strickland and Limitless Keith Lee. And I will be completely honest with you. i really believed at the beginning of this match um, earlier in the day, Tony Khan had made mention that Keith Lee is going through some stuff right now, but it's not his place to say. 
So in my opinion, I thought there's no way Swerve and Our Glory was going to win this match. I put I was gonna put money on Young Bucks to to keep the belt at this point. If anything, I would have said Team Taz just to kind of finally give them some credibility to things. And lo and behold, Swerve and Our Glory get the win, man. Become the new tag team champions. And this was just an amazing match. Um, I mean, you saw Keith Lee eat the uh, the dual super kicks from the Young Bucks. And then finally, Ricky Starks gets in there and the three of them hit a super kick on Keith Lee to finally put him down. Uh, I mean, the, the, you had everybody jumping over the top rope. You had pretty much everyone outside of the ring. Ricky Starks was in. He looked like he was about to try to make a jump over the top rope. And Keith Lee hits the pounce on him. Um, and then Keith Lee dives over the top rope to take out everybody. Swerve is still available. Swerve hits the Swerve stomp over in the corner, picks up the win. I was just absolutely floored. And I'm not going to go into Keith Lee's business. Um, I know basically he wound up making the, the, not really an announcement for him, but basically saying that he had dedicated that match win or lose to a really close friend of his who he had found out that had cancer. Um, so I really hope for, I really just hope for the best for Keith Lee, his friends and family as well. Um, and I'm hoping for a really solid title reign for, for Swerve and Our Glory. I really enjoy them as a tag team. So we will go ahead and see what happens next week. And we will also continue to monitor for a rampage and see where we go from there. Until next time, I am author Andrew Hess, and this has been the tap.